DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to talk Milwaukee Bucks basketball with Jim Ozarski. He covers the Bucks for the Milwaukee Sentinel Journal. It's the Jazz and the Bucks tonight. Jim, thanks for taking a few minutes for us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So the Bucks are off to a 5-3 and three start. They've won uh, three in a row here, and we are seeing crazy uh, starts around the league. Uh, teams that we didn't think were very good, looking at you, Orlando, uh, off to a 6-2 and two start. The Suns are 6-2, and two, although people thought they'd be trending up, maybe just not that far. And then the teams we thought would be really good that have been bad. The Bucks seem to have done a little bit of both of this. How would you, how would you characterize them so far? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're definitely still in the group of, of finding themselves. I mean, I think, you know, we probably saw their outlier game, you know, in New York. Where they lost by 20, shot, I think, 18% from the three-point line. I mean, that may go down as probably their worst game of the season, and that happened in, in game three. Um, and then kind of on the other end, I mean, they set the NBA record for three-pointers made by a team in Miami, you know, the, the next time out, um, I, I don't expect they'll do that again either. Uh, shoot 65% or whatever it was from three. So I think they've kind of had their swings and now they're trying to, to, to settle in. Now, look, they're a good team, you know, and, and that's, they're going to be an Eastern conference contender. So really I, I think their level is, is going to be higher than most teams in the East. And especially right now, I, I think what they're trying to figure out isn't so much offense, um, it, it's their historic level rim protection is, is to me not going to be the same. They don't have the same kind of guys. They don't have the same kind of defenders. So I think they're trying to, to find out, okay, what, how can these new players fit the system they do? How can they adjust it? <laughs> because some of them aren't as good at it, quite frankly. Um, and then where does that fit into, you know, the, the broader scheme of winning in the playoffs? Cause really that's where this team is at. Looking ahead. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and that, I anticipated from a distance anyway. I'm not following the way you are day to day. Obviously, we're all over the jazz. But I anticipated somewhat of an acclimation period because I've won to believe that you just don't throw guys together, roll out the ball, and away they go. You bring in a player like Drew Holiday uh, who's going to have a significant addition to your team. I think that over the long term, in terms of getting when you get to the postseason, He'll definitely be an upgrade over what the Bucks have had, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, and that's, you know, I tend to lean on players, you know, when, when they talk about their timelines for things. And what, what they have five practices, three preseason games before it started for real. And almost to a man on the Bucks, they said defensively, maybe February, they'll have it, they'll have an idea of who they are. Um, I think offensively it's starting to click a little sooner. Um, and that may be, A, the nature of the game right now with so many blowouts around the league. Or uh, you mentioned Drew Holiday. His ability to run the transition game is just, I mean, it's smoother than Eric Bledsoe to a degree. And, quite frankly, Giannis um, has been facilitating, you know, when he's come in with the second string guys, and, and, and as you guys know, and we might see with the Jazz tonight, I mean, teams, you know, they're not going to give them free run at the rim. And so when that wall goes up, he's, he even said, I, I'm learning I can't just go through that all the time. I need to kick it out. And, and again, that took three, four games, which plus preseason is seven. That's like 
15, 20 practices. So you're right. I mean, it's, it, it has taken a little bit of time offensively, and they think it'll take a little more time defensively. Jim Ozarski joining us, Milwaukee Bucks writer, covers the Bucks for the Sentinel Journal, Jazz and Bucks tonight. And the Bucks are going to play some of the other better teams in the West. I know they got the Mavs next week and the Lakers in a couple weeks. Whether it's the Jazz tonight or any of these other teams, where is the weak spot on the Bucks? How are these teams going to – we know Antetokounmpo was the star, and we know some of the other you know big-name players, but where's the weak spot as a group that teams are going to consistently attack? You know, this is going to sound strange because of how good they've been the last two years at this. Um, I, I do think there, there are more breakdowns around the basket right now. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez is, is a year older. Um, you know, he's, I, I, to me, looks like there's maybe a half-step, quarter-step, which in this league can lead to layups, um, that, that maybe he's not, either he's lost or still trying to find, right, after a very short off season. And then their backup bigs, Bobby Portis, look, he, he's scoring the ball, but there are times where he's still kind of getting lost in space. So I think there's some areas of, of the paint that are, you know, a team could get to. It's still it's still the three ball, though. I think if, if teams still rotate and, and are willing to make that pass and, and be quick about it, they're going to get open threes on this team. You know, and, and I know it's, it's, to some degree that can be frustrating for fans because if, if you have a night where it's just not going in, <laughs> right, and that's most of the league at this point. You know, you're probably not going to win, but I would say it's still it's still the three ball that that's been the Bucks' Achilles' heel uh, defensively over the years because they're kind of okay with that. But I will say again, I think there are some opportunities at the rim. Um, you know, depending if you can catch either the the, the second unit guys uh, kind of stuck or even Brook Lopez again move the ball and make him move. Um, sometimes you can see some creases there. How's the depth on this team? You know, it, it's uh, the, John Horst, their general manager, wanted to address that, and it's they're they're better offensively. They can go a little deeper um, when they're healthy. Right now, they're missing Tory Craig, who I'm sure you guys are very familiar with, the the, the kind of the wing defender from Denver. Yeah. He broke his nose in New York. He's been out. Will still be out. Pat Connaughton. One of their sixth, seventh, eighth men, he's out with a groin injury. Sam Merrill, their second-round rookie, again, another guy you guys would be familiar with. He's out with an ankle, although he may finally be able to play tonight. Um, so they're – and those are, you know, Merrill's a shooter. Connaughton's a shooter, kind of an explosive guy. Craig, as you know, is a defender. I think when they're all healthy, they feel better about it to, to kind of stretch it out a little bit, let those guys, you know, kind of do what they do. Right now, they are playing 10. Um, but there's some limitations there. Thanasis Adendakumbo, um, energy guy. <laughs> I mean, he's out there to try to really create some defensive havoc, get in the way, you know, maybe get a little feisty and chippy, but he's not really a score or anything like that. So I think when they're healthy, the depth is a little better than a year ago, largely because they can score more than they did a year ago. When you look around the East Eastern Conference now, it seems like there's a little more depth. You know, Brooklyn's got their star players. Well, not right now, but over the course of the season, they will. Uh, the, the goal for the Bucks has to be to get to the NBA Finals. Who are the major obstacles in the mind of the Bucks? Yeah, I mean, Brooklyn for sure. 
you know, if, if they're, you know, you would think if they're healthy and, and ready to play, that that's going to be the, the, the chief kind of competition. I, I would think, I mean, Miami, look, I, I think Miami got hot in the bubble, um, much like LA did to a degree. Um, and, and they were the wrong team at the wrong time for Milwaukee. They're good. Jimmy Butler's healthy. That's going to create a, a competitive <laughs> swirl there, I guess. I, I, there's, I don't know how to describe Jimmy Butler's competitiveness, but that edge that he brings. I mean, he didn't play the two games in Miami. The Heat did win one of those. Um, I, I think Miami is definitely, you know, a match can be a matchup issue. So they're have to put them in the mix. And then Boston, um, their wings can shoot, um, you know, and, and I think that type, again, that ball movement on the outside and then that ability to attack the basket quickly um, could be an issue. I'm going to go with those three teams. You had the Bucks. that's four. Um, I, I know there's a couple others that maybe, you know, give some of those teams a run in the earlier rounds, but I, I think uh, those four would be the top, you know, part of that conference. I think that really have – at least finals, you know, uh, expectations or hopes. So Giannis right now, still only a few games, you know, not even to 10, but nevertheless, 25% from three, only 61% from the free throw line. Are those two areas that are of major concern? You know, I think the free throws, um, and it's interesting because, I mean, just three years ago, so it's not that long ago, I mean, he shot 77% from the line. Um, so I I don't know if, if because his body changed his his mechanics changed if it's a confidence thing I think if the Bucks would be thrilled if he can get back to just what he's already done right they they'd be thrilled that's another five six points maybe in a game um, with how much he gets to the line now uh, the three point shooting you know if, if he can get honestly guys I, I think they'd like him to be able to hit one or two a game and it, it, that is what it is Steve Kerr told me when Golden State came in that teams will always give him the three. You know, they're not going to give up a free run at the rim to him. However, at times, hey, look, he got Bam Adebayo from Miami to close out on him. He got Tatum last year, I think, to close out on him. These are just kind of one-offs. And what does that do? That opens up the entire court, either for him to drive or a teammate. So he's still going to shoot threes. Um to try to make a couple and, and, and create that little bit of, uh, I don't want to call it mystery, but like make, make that defender make a choice, I guess. And, and sometimes it's going to happen, right? You know, in Boston, he made a couple pull-up threes, you know, to help get them back in that game. I mean, that's a big deal if you're a 26-year-old looking to improve your game. So I think the free throws are more of a concern. Um, they hope he can get back to where he was at the start of his career. And the threes, I think they're just hoping he can hit one or two as just uh, in addition to his game. Can you describe the relief Milwaukee felt when Antetokounmpo uh, <laughs> agreed to the deal? Yeah, I, I, I wrote this over at, at jsonline.com that night at, where it was, you know, the city and the state just, just breathed a sigh of relief. Um, I, I think, you know, Giannis being in this city – for eight years it was not a surprise but I think just the way the NBA is covered the way star players are projected to leave within a year two years I mean some guys even three years <laughs> out of their deal who they're going to play with where they're going to go I mean you can't escape it 
so I, I, I think um, he has always said he was staying in Milwaukee. He's always said he, he wanted to play here for many, many years. And that, I mean, he followed through on that. I mean, this is the second extension he has signed. Um, so I think it's just, uh, it was just relief that finally, you know, um, all of that could go to bed because there is that at, at the end of the day, Milwaukee has been burned. I, it, we could talk about this for hours, whether it be Abdul Jabbar wanting to be traded out or CC Sabathia not staying or Prince Fielder leaving. I mean, there, there are plenty of players in the, the city of Milwaukee's history who have left <laughs> Paul Molitor, you know, in, in baseball hall of famers that just leave. Um, he has stayed. And I think, yeah, I, I can't really explain what that meant. Um, other than it was, yeah, a, a form of relief that uh, they honestly, they, they've never experienced in the city of Milwaukee because honestly, every other star other than Robin Yount, who played here for 20 years as a shortstop for the Brewers had left uh, when they got a chance to. Don't forget the time that they moved him to center field though. <laughs> that, that, you know, sometimes there's always a weird. I grew up in Chicago, and remember when Carlton Fisk, the Hall of Fame catcher, was moved out to left field. There's always some. Ooh. There's always some weird element of in sports that way, right? Those one-offs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's particularly at the end. You know, onto Tacumbo, you can pretty much pencil him in, put him in pen for what he's going to give you. I think that you have a lot of consistency. I think Drew Holiday will be fine. Uh, Lopez does what he does. Uh, DiVincenzo's come on. So the point I'm making, could I make a point that the wild card in all this for the Bucks is Middleton? Um, you know, I, I, I think it's the other way around. I think Middleton, meaning Middleton, I think you can pencil him in more consistently than DiVincenzo. Okay. I think I, – Look, he, he's a two-time All-Star, and I know people um, can quibble with that, with, right, with, with Budenholzer being the coach and whatever. But, he's look, he's, he can score 25 a game on 10 shots. I mean, he's, he's an efficient player um, who, who can go off if Giannis is having an off night or Drew Holiday's having an off. DiVincenzo, look, he shot 29, 27% from three his rookie year, got up to around 30 last year. Look. 60-something percent is not sustainable right now. But if you're going to talk about a fifth starter who is supposed to be traded, by the way, um, now adding the two steals a game, he's proven he can defend in the league, to a guy who can actually knock down open threes and and create some offense, to me that's the wild card because I don't – they may say they expected it, but, I mean, they were willing to deal him for Bogdan Bogdanovich if they could have got him. So, you know, maybe Sacramento, maybe that means Sacramento thought this was coming too, but I think he's the wild card. He's had days where he scored 18 points, hit five threes. Um, he's had a night like the other night where he scored four points, kind of struggled a little bit. When he gets going in these early games, guys, that, that first, early in the first quarter, early in the third quarter, some, this offense just seems to really roll with him because he's sort of this extra piece. I don't think the other team is – really focused on and all, all of a sudden he's got nine points in the first minute and a half, three minutes. It's like, wait a minute. And now all of a sudden kind of things change. So I, I would say DiVincenzo's the, the real wild card. Uh, Bobby Portis to a lesser degree off the bench and Middleton's kind of the guy. I think they, 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 they want to keep an eye on because he'll only take 10 shots. <laughs> it's just a matter of, does he make eight? 
that night as opposed to five. Jim Ozarski, Milwaukee Bucks writer for the Milwaukee Sentinel Journal, uh, joining us. Uh, just just remind the fans in Milwaukee that they had Favre and Rogers back to back. So for whatever else has gone wrong, that's a really good thing to have go right. Oh yeah, for sure. We we tend to exclude Green Bay in that one to a degree because it's uh, it is it is an hour forty five minutes north. But you're right. Um, in terms of football, that that's. Uh, that is impossible to beat at, in terms of the back-to-back. And so, no, there is an appreciation there for sure. Jim, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right, thanks for having me. Jim Ozarski, Milwaukee Bucks beat writer for the Sentinel Journal.